You're listening to the No Farting Around Show. We're all about taking your marketing and business from the toilet to the bank. I'm your host, Ashley Mae Fernandez, and this is the only show where making a disruptive noise smells like success. Each week, I interview high-level disruptors who are making a big stink in their industry by doing things their own way while you listen in and ask a question or two. Talk show, live studio audience style. Expect all things marketing, messaging, money, and mindset, and only strategies that don't include farting and darting or treating your clients like an afterthought. So if you're ready to stop farting around and actually scale your business, let's cut to the cheese and get on with the show. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I have the amazing, amazing Carlos Garcia here today with me. And I'm just going to tell you really quickly about Carlos Garcia, because even when I read this, Carlos, I read your bio. I was like, I did not know this. This is freaking awesome. Yes, Carlos was actually born in Havana, Cuba, and he moved to the U.S. and worked his way to Wall Street, working on billion-dollar acquisitions and nine- and ten-figure equity investments. Despite his trajectory of massive financial success, Carlos knew it wasn't a direction he wanted in his life and wasn't in love with, so he quit his job and aligned with his passion for books to create the fastest-growing summary publishing house on Amazon called Executive Growth Summaries. Now he has a membership site or a membership service for entrepreneurs who finds books valuable, but can't find time to read them and much less implement them in your business. So, oh my goodness. (laughs) I was so glad I read this and I was like, Carlos, I didn't even know this about you. (laughs) I want you to kind of elaborate that. First of all, working on Wall Street with these huge, huge billion dollar acquisitions, like that's yeah. insane. First, I want you to talk a little bit about that. And then we're going to actually go into what we're going to be talking about on the show. And that is really focusing on your like queen bee roles, correct? We're going to talk about queen bee roles and how to execute in your zone of genius, right. overcome procrastination. I probably did not say that as eloquently as you do, but <laughs> yeah, first I want to hear about Wall Street. Yeah. A little more about this and then go into talking about <clears throat> how to actually execute. Well, first, Ashley, I'm so honored. Thank you so much for having me on your show. This is amazing. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So Wall Street was, uh, Wall Street was crazy. It was fun. I got to college and I was like, you know, what's going to make me the most money out of here. And I just went for that. And it was, it was Wall Street. So I ended up working for the Royal Bank of Canada in New York for the media communications, media, entertainment group. So we had clients like from Comcast, which is, it's more like fixed assets to more the creative side, like the, you know, studios. So, and any, anything in between those and data centers were also involved with the, the billion dollar acquisition was Rackspace and Apollo. It was a 3.4 billion acquisition and got to work on that. It was, it was crazy. It was 80, 90, hundred hour work weeks, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it was like, yeah, like the good weeks were like 70 hours. So it was nonstop. It was nonstop. And, uh, but I knew going in, it wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to be the, the end all be all. I knew I was just, it was, I was there for a specific purpose was just to, to learn real hard skills and then be on my way. But it was hard. It was hard to actually find what, well, now, you know, the job was getting comfortable. There was interns coming in. Now everything was getting comfortable. I was starting to see the golden handcuffs coming on 
And, and yeah, so I had to make the decision. I'm like, oh, I can, I can, like, I could, I could start seeing my life going the corporate route. And I was like, oh man, I do not want this. I do not want this. Yeah. yeah. So it was a tough, it was a tough transition for sure. Yeah. Very similar to me. I don't know if you knew I started off in corporate marketing and I ran a, a team of 30 plus people and um, as a marketing consultant, I was like, I, yeah. I, I don't like this anymore. There was just a point where I was like, this is not for me in the same working 70, 80 hour weeks. And my commute was like a 45 minute drive. So sometimes I wouldn't even get home till yeah. one or two o'clock in the morning because yeah. we were saying like, and then have to go to bed, get up and drive back the next day. It was awful. So I totally, yeah. totally, totally feel you on that. And you know what? I totally just realized I forgot to introduce you with your bongos. Guys, listen, oh. totally go grab them, Carlos, go grab them. You guys, fun fact about Carlos, he plays the bongos. Is this not the coolest thing ever? I'm learning, I'm learning. I'm yes, learning. Do it. okay, you have to do a little like 10, 15 second snippet because we All gotta right, hear it. Look, you gotta pull it down, okay. y'all. Like, cheer your mom for the bongos. Can you guys hear that? Yes. We can okay, hear. here we go. Let's just be clear. No farting around up in here. <laughs> Let's just be clear. No farting around up in here. I don't think I'll ever, ever have another guest who plays the bongos. So that was wonderful. Thank you. I was like, oh my goodness, as you're talking, I was like, I totally forgot to introduce the bongos. I totally forgot to introduce the bongos. So yes, he's, uh, Ben said, Ashley has a theme song. Yes, totally. You don't have to record that. You don't have to record that for me, Carlos. Um, okay, let's, let's stop farting around, okay, and actually get to yeah. what we're going to be talking about today. And you guys, Carlos, like I mentioned in his intro, he's a big book nerd. And so when he was talking about, yeah, I take books and I basically um, read them and I create kind of like execution strategies or implementation strategies, I think is what you call them. So you can read this book because who, I mean, I'm raising my hand high over here. I have read so many books and I just kind of absorbed the information, but I never implemented it. Oh, that was really nice. That was great. And then I kind of forget about it. And so Carlos is like, absolutely not. Like you have to actually implement what you're reading. And so you've created this kind of like membership or this program to where you will, you and your team will go through these books and then create these execution plans or implementation plans. Right. And I always ask every one of my guests, like, what is something you do not agree with in your industry? And Carlos said, readers are leaders. And I said, oh, I cannot wait, wait, wait to talk to him about this. So I want to hear your take on why you don't believe readers are leaders and just even how you came to actually create this membership. What was your heart behind it? Because I know we're going to be talking about staying in queen bee roles and executing in your zone of genius. So I'm assuming that all kind of wraps up into what you do. So right. yeah, I just want to hear one, your take on readers are leaders. I want to understand, I want to know your view on that. And then how you kind of started to realize, yeah, this is what I want to do with the, with this membership site. Yeah. So I'll take a, I'll take a step back and start with the, with the Amazon publishing uh, business. Right. So I wanted something, I read the four hour work week and I was super, super excited. And the first thing in the four hour work week was to define what kind of life you want to live. I was like, okay, I want one that's I'm geographically independent. So I was thinking online publishing, that's going to be the route. And I love, I've always loved books. When I was in Wall Street, 80 hour, 90 uh, work weeks, I did not have the time to read books. So I would read these summaries on Amazon, terrible summaries. They would outsource to different countries. 
So I was like, okay, this is the niche. This is where I'm going to go in. And, uh, and at first, you know, it was, it was tough at first, but we came out with four books. And after those four books, we just kept on promoting them, kept on promoting them. And then finally, they, they caught on, which is the 12 Rules for Life by Jordan B. Peterson. Phenomenal book. Principles by Ray Dalio. Sapiens and Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk. So those four books were the first four. And after that, I started, get, I started bringing in more team members and I had them go through the books and actually see the lessons within the book. So with principles, there was this like, there's one, there's this one principle is like treat your company as a machine and see it as a machine where you have inputs and clear outputs. So that gave us, that, that basically gave us a design mentality to understand all the levers that were going into the business. And that just helped us so much then just scale from those four books to 18 books really quickly over the next year. So we were applying all these different methods that we were learning within the books, but it got to a point that my team got, got so big. I was so busy. Now we didn't, we, we stopped executing on these, on these, on these books. I didn't have the time to read as many books as I had. And that was the same reason why I, I even started the business to have time to have freedom. So I'll, and then I asked other entrepreneurs if, you know, if they were actually reading and they're like, yeah, yeah, I read, I read all the time. And then I, when I go deeper, I'm like, okay, well, but what did you actually implement from the book? What, what actual tangible results did you get? And that's when the conversation stopped. Mm -hmm. That's where the conversation stopped and it just lulled out. And we like to say, oh, I've read this book. I've read that book. I've read all these, I've read all these phenomenal books, but has it actually translated to results? And that's, that's where I've seen the, the common thread of people saying that readers are leaders. They are if they put it into practice, mm. right? And we get into this consumption mentality and we give ourselves this, this back door that, well, if I'm reading something good, then I know for certain that I'm doing something good for my business. When in fact, you can just, we can just be not at really taking care of the things that you need to be taking care about and just finding it as an escape, right? Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, and, and it happens not only with books, obviously it happens with anything, you know, that that's a distraction for us, but books can still be a distraction and we don't feel as guilty because it's a book, right? We don't feel as guilty because it's a book. It's like, yeah, like a false validation that we're doing something like false productivity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what I wanted to do was flip the reading experience on its own head. So what was happening is as I was talking to people like, well, why don't you actually implement and, and read more books or finish more books? What they would say is, well, now I have, now that my business is, is a little bit more successful, I have more visible opportunities to invest my time. So as you become more successful in your business, the opportunity cost of reading books increases and you want to make sure that you, that, that, that you have the right book specific to actually grow your business and you just don't, we don't, we don't find that sometimes. And, and we, we, I, we try to like select a bunch of books and we never finish them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> same, same. I'm we literally my guilt is so guilty. So like I have a shelf of books over here. I have books behind me over here. I have a whole thing of books in front of me. Yeah, yeah. And you know, for me personally, maybe anyone else, if you feel the same, drop it in the comments, but I, feels so good. Like when I buy a book, I'm like, oh, that book would be so helpful. And I don't have any problem spending, you know, 10, $12 on a book. I have no problem doing it. It does not feel like a lot of money to me, but then it sits on my shelf forever. Yeah. And then I never read it, but then I keep 
buying all of these books, right? And even my husband was like, no, I'm tired. So he got me a Kindle. <laughs> and let me tell you what, I haven't even, I have probably 20 books downloaded on the Kindle and I've only read one. So it's, I totally get what you're saying. And it is that in our mind, we're thinking, oh, this will help me be a better entrepreneur. It's more information, right? But at the end of the day, it's just kind of like that false productivity. It's like we're, we feel good, but it's actually procrastinating things that we really need to do in our business. So even if we do read it, we're never implementing it. So we're just procrastinating on the information that we just learned. And then it never really helps us. So this is so, so great, Carlos. We could talk about this forever. I, I know I could. Because yeah. It is very true. And I've fallen victim. And I'm sure other people, Ben says, I'm totally the same. Yeah. I think every entrepreneur is totally the same. And I love that you're talking about that, like even being procrastination because I would have never thought reading a book was actually like procrastination for me to actually be doing stuff on my business right and you're you're right because it's like I'm just trying to feel good I'm trying mm -hmm. to feel like I'm doing the motions but then I read that book I'm like oh that was good and I might may recommend it to somebody but I'm not actually implementing it so I am procrastinating and that takes me out of my zone of genius in my that's business exactly it that's exactly it yes, yeah. Carlos that's so so good so what would be kind of a way, because I know we talked about queen bee roles. And so I'm curious to know, like, how do you actually find what your queen bee roles are? And then do you recommend when you find those queen bee roles to find books that will help improve those queen bee roles and only stick to that? Or yeah, what, what would be your take on that? Well, first is defining what the queen bee role is. So let's, let's define it for maybe your audience is already well aware of the queen bee role, the mm -hmm. zone of genius. But basically I, I like to ask a question of what is your brand promise, mm -hmm. right? So for you, actually, what's, what is your brand promise in your company? Man, now I'm like, you put me on the spot. I'm like, Oh gosh, <laughs> I don't even know if I've really defined it. Well, for me, I want to make marketing super simple, like stupid, simple, right? Yep. And to where you aren't turning souls into sales. That is like one of my favorite quotes ever. Um, and you're really just using your voice for, for change, using Perfect. your voice in your marketing. Yes. Beautiful. Okay. And now in your company, you're going to have a couple of roles, a couple of jobs, primary jobs that executes that brand promise. Mm -hmm. And okay. those and those primary jobs, you need to nail them down. You need to know, like actually say, okay, well, what actually helps me doing that? Well, one of them is going on groups. Another one is writing believe changing posts, right? Yeah. Another one. So you have all these different, all these different uh, vehicles, all these different primary jobs that you do for your business that serve that brand promise. Mm -hmm. So you nail them down and you have to come down to the one. What is the one? That if nothing else, that's the one that serves your brand promise. Content, honestly, like, cause that's what brings people in to see me. And if I'm not writing content, I'm not reaching anyone. Believe changing yeah. post. Yeah. Thought that's it. Yeah. That's it. So, so simple. That's, that's what it is. That's your queen bee role. And it's the role. It's what the queen bee does to make, to make sure that the colony survives, right? It's the queen bee role. So then now that you have that defined, so we have, we asked that question, what's your brand promise? What serves that? What, what helps you carry out that brand promise? And what's the one thing, if you have to take out everything else that helps you serve that. So now you found it, 
right? Now you have your queen bee role. Yeah. And then everything else, you're going to try to defer, delegate, or delete. Everything else. Everything, 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 everything else. And what's going to allow you to do is now, instead of working in your business, you're going to have now time to design your business. Every single week, you're going to have time to design your business. And that's where now you've freed up your time to actually get intentional with what you consume to implement in your business. And that's when books come in. That's when books come in. Only after that, when you've created an intentional space for yourself that you know how to design your business to continue growing, that's when books come in. Not before that, because you're just going to be, you're just going to be consuming a bunch of different strategies, a a bunch of different tactics, and you haven't done the quiet work, which is just to define what's that zone of genius for you. What's that queen bee role for you? Like, wow, even that defines what books I read. Exactly. Right. That defines what books I read. If I am focusing on creating thought shifting content, then I want to read things about human behavior and I want to read like copywriting and psychology and wow. And now I'm like over here looking, I don't need I don't need half of these books on my shelf now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't need half of them that are there. This is so, so great, Carlos. Like, thank you so, so much. I want to be respectful of time. So I want to, I want to ask you one question, Mm -hmm. one last question, and then I will ask you how people can find you. And then I'm going to open it up to, if anyone wants to come on live, just say me in the comments. We are recording this like a live studio audience. So things like Clubhouse, but with... But with faces, right? Like, I don't like to see faces. I just don't want to hear your voice. I want to see your face. So if um, you would like to ask Carlos a question about anything, even if it's like, what's your favorite book or anything like that, just drop me in the comments and I will unmute you so that you can ask him. Or if you're watching in the Facebook group, you can ask in the comments there and I can answer. We can just ask and I can ask you there. So anyways, last question I'm going to ask you is if you could have one piece of advice to someone around marketing mindset business or anything something you really truly stand for what would it be get in the arena and this is something i i just tell myself every single day now get in the arena get over it do the thing that you know is uncomfortable for you, but you know is most important for your personal growth, for your business growth. You just got to, you just got to get out there, get out there. And, and the, the thing is that it's always going to be the thing that we're most fearful of. It's never any other thing. If we weren't scared of it, it wouldn't be important to us. It's, it's by definition, by definition, if we were not scared, scared of it, whatever that looks like to you, if you're not scared of it, it's not going to impact your growth. It's not going to impact your business growth. So it's overcoming that and doing it anyways, just doing yeah. it anyways. And then I, I saw the, the, the favorite quote. My favorite quote is man in the arena. It's the speech by, by Theodore Roosevelt. And, and that basically sums it up. That basically sums it up. I love that. I thought you were going to be cheesy and be like, just turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like, I don't know, like just something to do with books. And so when you said in the arena, I was like, oh, if he did this with a book, he'd be like, just turn the page. Totally. It's kind of be the same thing that sometimes we're just stuck. 
Yeah, I mean, and the thing is that I've used I've used books as my shield before to hide from the public to actually just stay in the product development of this business. I've literally been thinking about this business for two years, and now we're finally finally launching. And it's it's that message that I've I, I've needed to hear over and over and over again to actually do the thing that makes me uncomfortable, do the thing, and that's that's going to be the thing that actually makes you grow. You know, it's not the critical count, it's not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles. But the person is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. And that's it. Yeah. So, so true. Okay. Does anyone, if anyone wants to ask a question, just hit me in the comments. I haven't even really been looking at the comments while we've been talking. Yeah. Does anyone have a question for Carlos? Like this is your chance to ask him a face-to-face question. And it could be even like, if it wants to be something about Wall Street, he's like waving like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have a question for you in case anyone else doesn't. I do want to know what were maybe your top three books that have changed your life. Now, this is going to be a hard question, I'm sure, for you because you've read so many, but yeah. what are the top three books that you've read? Yeah, so I would say the top books are the ones that are like inflection points in my perspective that just completely shift my perspective and therefore my action and therefore results. And the first one would be the four-hour work week. It was a time where, where I didn't know exactly how to define what it is that I wanted, right? It was right after corporate world that my, I didn't know how to operate anymore. So I, having a clear vision and, and, and a, a roadmap to get there was phenomenal. So the Forward Work Week was the, one of the first inflection point books. The second one was 12 Rules for Life by Jordan B. Peterson. That one really taught me about, he says, do not lie or manipulate uh, or at the very least don't yeah so tell the truth or at the very least don't lie and it talks about just like what you said about not selling your soul mm-hmm. and I felt like so many times I had to sell my soul to 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 climb up the, that corporate ladder to get to Wall Street and I felt so icky and and you know I for that I really did have to turn the page because I was just I just to, for, to to forgive myself and what happened was that because of this of that manipulation I just you just lose touch with reality, which is crazy, right? You kind of lose touch with reality. You, you start believing the, the own lies that, that you say to yourself to, to say that it's okay to manipulate, right? And that, and, and that just starts weighing so heavily on me. And no one explained it to me so precisely and so articulately as Jordan Peterson. So that was, that was phenomenal. And, and then the last, the last book is The War of Art. It's, and it's, it's the first book we're going to be doing in, in our beta program, in Execute Books beta program right here. And this book, I mean, it's just, we all have that, un, that we all have that unlived life within that we want to, that's going to be what, what uh, grows our person, our business next. And there's, there's this genius, that, this positive force that compels us to do it. When we write, we write with our genius. And then there's this negative force, resistance that stops us from doing it. And it takes on any form it wants to stop us from doing the work that actually matters. And uh, that book just helps you categorize really well what that resistance is, that self-sabotage that comes up and how to defeat it. And it's just been completely, completely the game changer for me. Well, I've not read a single one of those books. So I think, I guess I will have to read those, Carlos. Okay, I will actually download them on the Kindle and read them. They will be on my list. Um, Betty does have a question for you. So I will unmute you, Betty. Give me one second. Perfect. And there you go. Okay, Betty has the floor. Go ahead and ask for Hello. I, I just wanted to ask because I did catch myself, I would say about a year ago, doing the reading and not implementing. Yep. So I knew that about myself. So I 
I have started implementing, like taking one book at a time, but how, any tips on how to like easily implement what you're learning, what you're reading? Yes, yes. Yeah, and Betty, we're, we are all, I don't know if you've seen the comments, but we are all the same way, by the way. We all do the same thing. We read the book, we, we, get so, we get so excited about the information and we're like, okay, but what's the next piece? What's the next piece? What's the next piece? So really there's no like quick cure to it. All it is having what I call just a container, right? An implementation space. So you read, you just got to get disciplined, read one chapter, whatever you, whatever concept you got from that chapter, you immediately, no matter how small you can implement it, you immediately implement it right after. So you read for 15 minutes and then you implement for 15 minutes. And it's the, it's the only way you got to have that output because if not, you just bringing in more and more input and there's no output. So you, we just become accustomed to continue doing that input. So it's just about getting disciplined and reading for 15 minutes, stopping having the discipline because we always have that, that fear of missing out. And obviously uh, good authors do that. They, they include loops in there to continue to have us continue reading, right? So it's having that discipline, like, no, 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 no. Thank you author for the, for the knowledge so far. Now I'm gonna go ahead and implement this knowledge. So it's really just having that discipline every single day. That's, I would say it's the biggest game changer. So have, have that space, just create that space of implementation for yourself. Perfect. I don't think, I don't think Betty can unmute anymore because I have it to where I have to ask her to unmute, but thank you, Betty. That was a really great question. And also Betty, I'm just going to plug this in. Carlos's whole membership does this. There's a book and he cut, he creates all implementation plans. And when he told me about this, I was like, um, I'm heck yeah. Like sign me up. I want to be a part of this. Right. So if I don't have to read the book and I can take all the information and actually implement it. That's, that's game changer. So Carlos, last thing I want you to one, Tell us where we can find you. And then two, tell us about your membership in case anyone is interested. Cause I know like I'm a huge book nerd and I know there's a lot of other people that are listening and watching that are also a book nerd. So I think this is just what you're doing is amazing. So yes, tell us where we can find you and then tell us a little bit about your membership. Yes. Yeah, so you can find me on Facebook. I don't know if we can include a link or something yeah, like that. I will include yes, all okay. Yes. All right. So you can find me on Facebook. Just send me a friend request. We'd love to love making you friends. So definitely do that. And, and then, so execute books, what we wanted to do is basically now make that opportunity cost for business owners, for executives, for entrepreneurs, less, like lessen that opportunity cost. And we were thinking, okay, what if, instead of spending 11 to 16 hours reading a book, we bring that down to one hour. So what we do is we give you all the insights necessary to just go ahead and execute on that book in less than one hour. And we use a specific framework called the aim brief which is awareness. You become aware of the concepts you internalize through, through a guided journaling and then materialize will give you a strategy. So already in less than one hour, you understand exactly how to implement the book. You don't need any more context, but what we just gave you to go ahead and already bring the results to your business. So we wanted to do is flip, flip the script instead of, and, you know, investing 11 to 16 hours reading, you invest one hour and already start getting results right away. So for the following week, it's a seven, it's seven days, 15 minutes a day of implementation. And then we give you that another, another guide, an implementation guide. So not only do you understand the concepts now, but now every single day, it's a guided journey. So you can implement the book for seven days. And after that first week, now you have a choice to make now. Okay. Now you've gotten feedback in the real world. You've gotten feedback in, in your business. You've gotten feedback in your life on how the concepts have, have helped you and what you need to double down on what you don't need to double down on. 
And then we give you a 21 day, a three week guide. If you want to read the book, at least now it's paced every single day. We give you a, a, a place to actually write your takeaways, to write how you can implement it. And now you're going into the book with actual, with actual real world knowledge of the concepts. So you're not going into the book blind and then trying to apply it. No, now you're going into the book already with feedback on how in your, in your particular specific business and your particular specific life. Oh, game changer. Okay, and that is at executive. Yeah, that's ex- executebooks.com. Executebooks.com, yeah. That is where we can find this amazing membership. Carlos, thank you so, so much for coming in and playing the bongos. Like, I think that it's just, I don't think I've ever had anyone. I got you. <laughs> and even through tune, like, that was so fun. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. I 100% agree with you. You have shifted my perspective on readers are leaders because I've even said that to myself before. And when I saw that come in on your application, I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk about this. So thank you for, for sharing that. You have completely shifted my perspective. Actually, thank you so much for having me. It's been yeah. such an honor. This is so much fun. Your yeah, the energy is just it's just phenomenal. Love your community. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're so thank welcome. You. Okay, everyone. I hope that you have an amazing day and join us next time for the No Farting Around show. We'll see you later. Bye. Ah, friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the No Fartner Round Show. I hope you had as much fun as I did, and I would love, love for you to join us on the next podcast recording. You can go to www.ashamayfernandez.com slash podcast to see our interview schedule and the link to join us live and get your questions answered, get some personalized feedback and one-on-one hot seat coaching from not only me, but the amazing guests that I bring on the show. So I hope to catch you in the next episode. And until then, I will smell you later.